Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. I'm your host, Grant Bills. Bucks basketball getting underway immediately after the Wisco Sports Show wraps up. Here in about 10 minutes, you can hear all that right here on WKTY. I don't want to talk Bucks basketball. I don't want to talk Badgers basketball. We've done enough of that this week. I want to talk a little UWL basketball. They're on a two-game winning streak following their one and only conference loss at the hands of UW Oshkosh. They're, they're, they're winning. They have won a lot of games. We've talked about that. They are 14-5. and five. They're 7-1 and one in the conference. They have yet to lose at home. And, and what's what's even better, and we've talked about this with the Milwaukee Bucks as well, yeah, their record speaks for itself. Yeah, their conference record speaks for itself. But past the wins, past the record, there's other factors at play. There's habits. There's tendencies. There's other statistics that start to stick out where you say, well, not only is this a good team, but they, they, might, have, uh, they might have the makeup to keep it going in the postseason. This isn't just a regular season flash in the pan or an early conference season flash in the pan. There's a little bit more behind this. And much like the Bucks, they don't lose more than one game in a row. They don't let one win spiral into more, right? They lose at Oshkosh. They were in it right down to the, the wire. It's a game you'd obviously love to have, but then they react. They respond and they come back and they beat up on Whitewater and they beat up on River Falls. And a huge reason why they were able to not let that losing streak happen and get back and respond and win their last two, has been a player, Brennan Manning. And I don't know why. We talk about Ben Meinholz, we talk about Talvish McRae, and we talk about some of these freshmen who have found great playing time and great success in limited minutes. We don't talk about Manning a whole lot. He's a 6'3 guard from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He's a senior. He's not the flashiest player. He doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't take step-back jumpers. He plays in the paint. Plays around the restricted circle, and he does so with really good touch. Really good touch. And he's a blast to watch. And these last couple of games, he has been, he's been a walking bucket. Their, their huge win against Whitewater, they hung 82 points on him. They won 82-63. to 63. They dominated in just about every way possible. Brendan Manning, listen to this stat line. He played 34 minutes. And in those 34 minutes, he went 10 of 11 from the field with 28 points. He added 8 rebounds. And he went 8 of 9 from the free throw line. And here's the funniest thing. His one missed bucket that he had, 10 of 11, it was a missed layup. I bet it was a shot that he makes 9 times out of 10. Efficient. I love that. 28 points. And he does all his work around the rim. He's 6'3". He doesn't, he's not sized as a 4 or as a 5 where he spends a lot of his time down in that restricted circle, down underneath the rim. And I, I, I started to wonder. I'm looking at this UWL team, and I, I like their tendencies. I like their habits, what I see, uh, not only on the court and wins and losses, but, but bigger picture stuff as well, like we've talked about with this team and, and the Milwaukee Bucks as well. I wanted to know a little bit more about Brendan Manning. I had an opportunity to sit down with Coach Dernbach earlier today, and, and I just wanted to talk about Manning just a little bit because he's been such a big piece of the Eagles' success, but yet he doesn't necessarily get the headlines and the conversation that some of his co-stars get on this team. They're up to a 14-5 and five start, 7-1, and one, and yet Brendan Manning doesn't really get talked about that a whole lot. So I, I sat down with Coach Dernbach today just for a couple of minutes, and we shared a little bit. The number one thing that he preaches about Brendan Manning and his success is his versatility as a 6'3 player to defend 4s and 5s down in the paint. And that turns into a matchup problem, not only uh, on defense for opposition, right? Now you have a 5 trying to score on a 6'3 Brendan Manning, who only weighs 190, and that becomes a problem. But then on the other end as well, because Manning is quicker, right? He can jump higher than your typical big lumbering center or maybe a heavy 4, heavy power forward. And he talked about that versatility just a little bit and why it's so effective and dangerous for Manning. Brandon is someone that, you know, that got a few minutes as a freshman and as a sophomore, never worked himself really into the rotation for those two years. And when we when we came here last year, we weren't really sure. Um, he, 
you know, he, he should be a three, right? He should be a wing player, two or three, six foot three. And it was really apparent in the first couple practices that the, his toughness that he had. And I said, well, I wonder if, can he guard down low? I mean, how good can he, can he guard? And then we went to Milwaukee and, and, um, I'm not too prideful to say this. I'm. I said, okay, if, if, get our get our starters out there before we go to Milwaukee, right, to play. I said, get our starters out. I haven't announced our starters prior to that, right? Who's starting? The lineups are changing. Get our, get our five guys out there. And Tarek and Brendan and Ben and Tanner Brooks and Thomas McCray walked out onto the floor because you get a feel for the team who maybe your best five are. And those guys went out there. And then Brendan guarded this guy Bryce uh, Enzi, who is like six foot seven. And he just battled his butt off uh, down at Milwaukee against him. Um, and since that point, like he, he's our foreman. It's fascinating. You don't see a lot of six three four guys unless they can shoot the lights out of the ball, right? Because most fours or fives, especially in, at the college level, you start to you know six 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 seven six eight, nearing seven feet. Uh, at some schools, it just depends. You don't see a lot of six three big men, and, and the way that he is able to defend down low then lends to some more freedom on offense on the other end because the opposition doesn't really know how to match up, right? You don't really deal with a four who's 6'3 a lot. He has a little bit more speed, a little bit more quickness around the rim. That's how he creates his shot. That's how he gets his shots up with such great touch and such great feel around the rim, which leads to efficient stat lines like 10 of 11 from the field, right? And even more so important, and Coach Dernbach explained this at length as well, is not only Manning able to get his shots around the rim because he might be a little bit quicker than the player who's guarding him. A little bit of a matchup problem for the opposition, but he is confident and he knows where his shots are going to come from. He knows his skill set. He doesn't feel the need to try to be flashy and play outside of it. And, and you might think, well, what a boring way to live as a basketball player. Not at all. Coach Sternbach explains uh, actually how rare that is in a player and how effective it has been for Manning here in the last couple of weeks. He's such a matchup problem. He understands what his box is on the floor, meaning... I'm going to score, I'm going to score where I feel most comfortable, where I know I can get a good shot every single time, and if I can't get to that spot, I'm going to pass it. And that's so simple, but it's so difficult for guys to figure that out, and then that they're able to get to it on a consistent basis. Because he's now number one or number two on our scouting report, right? And and there was a little little lull that he probably had um, this year when he reached that level on somebody's scouting report of like, this is what Brendan Manning does. You need to take this away. Well, how do you react to that as a player, right? That's the next step going forward. Um, you know, like Ethan Anderson right now, he can come in and can do some things offensively, but now the next step for Ethan would be like, okay, now he's on scouting reports and you need to take away his three and you need to take away his right hand, right? So then it's like, okay, now what is his, what is his next step there, right? And that's just the, an example of the development. And then Brendan's been able to do, he understands how he can score on the floor and, and he consistently is able to do that and doesn't try to play outside of his box, right? And, uh, you know, there's so many guys that are like, well, I want to expand my game. I want to expand my game. Well, yeah, you can expand, you can expand your game. Things that repeat themselves are good. That's fun, right? And Brendan Manning is able to find his spot on the floor, and it repeats itself over and over and over again. It's definitely something that's noteworthy, because how many times in sports, specifically I see this in baseball with, with players who make their major league debut, when they come onto the scene, nobody has tape, nobody has a scouting report, and you see them have great debuts. And then as soon as other teams get some film, right, they get a little bit of a scouting report, and they figure out the game of this new player on the scene, then they can scheme, then they can game plan. Well, then what does the player do? What is that next step? And, and What's funny is it sounds like, and watching Brendan play, he didn't really have a next step. He didn't need one because he's so good at what he does. 
He's so good at touchy shots around around the rim and those those mid-range jumpers and getting into the restricted circle and using his length to get his shots up. The teams know it's coming, and they still do it. Like, think of the Lombardi sweep or the Packers sweep in the 60s. Everybody knew where the ball was going. They were going to write right behind Jerry Kramer. That's where they were going, and teams still couldn't stop it. Now, it's it's kind of foolish and and just maybe a little bit dumb to compare a, a senior 6'3 power forward, Brendan Manning, on the 2019 roster of UW lacrosse basketball to a Packers team from the 60s, but it's the same principle, and it's really fun to watch. In a league and in a sport where the three-point shot is taken over, and everybody's got to be able to step back and have a finishing package and and have great touch around the rim and all this, he, he doesn't really need that. He plays his game. He plays within his box, and he's confident in his playmaking ability. If Brennan Manning goes up with a shot, you know it's a good look because he's not taking bad shots. He doesn't take bad shots. He doesn't make bad choices, as Coach Dernbach loves to say. It's been a walking bucket the last couple of weeks. It's been fun to watch. We're going to have, hopefully, more UWL basketball coverage. Uh, they were supposed to play Stevens Point tomorrow night. That game's going to be rescheduled. So as soon as we know for sure when that's going down and what coverage we're going to be providing, we'll pass that news along as well because this team is a whole lot of fun. 14-5, 7-1 in conference play. They still haven't lost at home, and they're hosting Stevens Point coming up here uh, to be rescheduled in the next week or so. Good show today. Good show. We covered a lot. It wasn't the old country buffet approach that we had yesterday. A little bit of everything. We had a little bit more. A lot of brewers, a lot of Packers, and a little bit of UWL talk for dessert as well. Same time, same place. Tomorrow, we're going to continue it all here on the Wisco Sports Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you then.